Welcome back to the RV Texas Y'all podcast. I'm Stacy. I'm Tom, and we're RV Texas Y'all. We are native Texans and full-time RVers who are all about exploring the great state of Texas and beyond one campground at a time. We're on a mission to experience life, not just live it, and we're bringing you along for the fun. United Campground in Durango, Colorado. This is episode 20. And this week we're talking about size matters. Okay, I know you know what I'm talking about and it ain't that. So (laughs) sit back, relax, and join us as we RV America, y'all. In our last episode, we talked about our amazing trip to Savannah, Georgia, and we mentioned that we stayed at Skidaway Island State Park. It was an absolutely beautiful park, and we really enjoyed our stay, but we definitely had some challenges there. And this week, we're going to talk more about why size matters when you're talking about RVs. Now, you might think that because we've chosen to live full-time in a small Class A motorhome, that we're always going to say that small is always the way to go when you're talking about RVs, but guess what? You'd be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about size. Uh, So when you're talking about size related to RVs, you really need to think about more than just length. We always hear, oh, how big is your RV? Well, it's 40 feet or it's 30 feet or it's 28 feet. But you also got to think about its weight its height, and its width. And those things are not always the same. Oh, for sure. I mean, because the uh, going through a campground, I mean, it's, it's maneuverability a lot of times. And so the height of the RV could be an issue. There could be branches. Uh, and the width, there could be trees all around, and it curves through, so the width comes into play. Um, uh so and the weight uh, well yeah the weight comes into play as well if Basically, you're talking about bridges that you might have to cross you know on highways sometimes there's weight there restrictions. is weight restrictions there is weight restrictions and and of course weight also entails what you're going to carry in the rv too so and we'll circle back to that later on but, right but you know let's talk about you know width or i'm sorry length because that is the primary thing people think about when they're talking about size. A lot of times they'll say, oh, I'm looking for a 40-foot uh, RV, or I'm looking to be under 30 feet. Um, and a lot of people, if you're new to RVing, you may not realize why RVers talk in terms of length. Well, first and foremost, of course, the bigger RV you get, the more luxury space you have and the easier it is to live in it but it also limits you so the bigger you go the more you got to realize you're going to be limited in the places that you can go um if you're 
going to be someone who always wants to stay in RV parks, and that's exactly the way you uh, travel, which is fine. You're really, I mean, you don't you don't have a restriction on length then. I mean, because most of the RV parks can take bigger rigs. Uh, you can get a 45-footer and probably get into most places or at least find places that you can get into. But, you know, if you're kind of like us, where we want to get into all sorts of parks, national parks, state parks, Corps of Engineer parks, River Authority parks, all these different types of places, size is going to come into play. So, I mean, I think you really, you need to figure out before you get that RV is where do I really want to go? You know, where? how are we going to travel and what do we want to see? Because you can still see those national parks if you have a 45-foot rig. But you're most of the time going to be staying at an RV park on the outside, which means you have to check in every morning uh, going through those park entrances. And sometimes that can be a hefty-duty wait. Uh, we've seen them. Those lines can get long. So, you know, it is that's – the, that's the big thing when you're talking size, really. And, you know, how many people do you want to take? How many – is are you always just going by yourself um or maybe a couple yep you know or are the grandkids or the kids coming with you do you have other adults that are going to travel with you a lot yeah if you're if your intent is like to always take maybe uh your kids and their kids with you obviously you're going to be looking at something bigger to where you have more space maybe more sleeping accommodations um, but if it's mainly going to be you yourself or yourself and your partner, um, you actually have a lot more options. And depending on your, your thought of how you want to travel, because heck, even in like the Northeast, you, size is going to matter because the roads were built 200 years ago, a lot of them, you know, and a lot of the bridges are low. So height is going to matter again. So you've got to you got to realize, okay, we're going to spend a lot of time in the Northeast, and maybe we want to go up the West Coast too. Well, you know, it's going to be a lot easier if you have a smaller rig then. And in some cases, what we have is, is going to be too big in some of those instances even. So, um, yeah, I think uh, size to me is – probably the most important factor uh, in picking out which RV you want to just travel in. Maybe you just want to be a part-timer. That's great. Uh, We were for a long time. And if you want to be a full-timer, as a full-timer, it doesn't mean you need a 45-foot RV, obviously. We've done it for four years in in less than 34 feet. Um, But we have great friends that have been on the road almost as long and they're in a 45-footer, and they RV totally different than we do. Uh, sometimes our RVing styles come together, but for the most part, uh, we have our way we do it, and they have they their way they do it, and really, neither way is the right way. It's just our, our way. And you know what? That's... 
that's a great point. And sometimes it takes a while and some experience to figure out really what's the right size for you because for everybody it's going to be different. We have other friends that live full time in a 27-foot Airstream that doesn't have a lot of storage. Uh, there's no slides or anything like that. It's a classic Airstream. But it is just the two of them. But it is just the two of them and their pup. And their pup. And that's a thing, too. you got to think about, you know, how many pets are you going to be traveling right. with and what kind of space they need. We travel with an 85-pound hound dog named Star and a cat named Astro. <laughs> so we have to have place for the litter box, for example, yeah. for Astro. And Star takes up a fair amount of space herself, but we do just fine in the space that we have. But, you know, this is our, I think, fifth RV. Um, yep. And we've had everything from a 23-foot travel trailer up to a Class A diesel that was 35 feet, I believe, right, 30, right. somewhere in there. And so um, right now, yeah, we're, we're at just under 34 feet. But we discovered having that um, the larger uh, motorhome that there were places, and we had that when we were part-time RVers, there were places that we wanted to go, state parks in particular, that sometimes we really had trouble fitting into the spots that were available. And it really did cut back on the number of weekends that we could get out and enjoy it because we couldn't always find a spot we wanted to go to that could accommodate us, even at 35 feet. Yeah, and like I like to tell people is when they ask me, oh, my gosh, how do you live in under 34 feet with with the dog and the cat and everything? And I tell them we don't because we live outside the RV. We don't, we're not living this lifestyle to live inside the RV. We're living this uh, lifestyle to live outside the RV. So really, you know, the inside to me, as long as we're comfortable and we have the essentials that we need is enough. And so it gets us to the places we want to go and enjoy the outside. Absolutely. And I think that's a great point. It's what is going to be enough for you. Right. And it's going to be different for everybody. You know, we've got friends who have uh, big fifth wheels and toy haulers. And what's great about a bigger RV of any kind is that you've got the elbow room. You've got a little bit more storage space, maybe. You've got, you know, you can carry maybe a few more pairs of shoes or whatever might be important to you. Um, and and it feels, some of them feel a little bit more like a home. Uh, you know, they've got dedicated living space that is separate and apart from everything else uh, or maybe even multiple bedrooms in some cases now multiple bathrooms um, and you know we've got one bathroom it's midship and uh, then we've got a small living space and kitchen and you know how much do you want to cook how big does your kitchen really need to be um, that's all going to play into that but there are floor plans where you can even find a larger kitchen in a smaller RV. So when you're starting to look or if you're looking for your next RV, I think it's important to start with the exterior size of it. Where do you want to be? Right. I think the number one question, where do you really want to go? And then who all are you going to take with you if you're going to take people with you? Um and once you figure that out, then you can start narrowing down 
the kind of size of RV you want because a lot of people don't realize in most of your state parks, if you're not under 35 feet, you don't have much of a chance to stay inside the parks. There are some, there are some exceptions. There are exceptions to every single rule. There's some, there's some national parks you have to be under 20 feet. So, I mean, it, but most of them, if you're under 35, if they have RV camping, you have a chance at getting something. Um, now, I think, you know, that a big part of it is going to be actually how many campsites can you choose from? How many campsites can accommodate your RV? But not just your RV. You have to think about your tow vehicle. If, you're, if you have a motorhome and you're towing a truck or a, a yep. car or a Jeep, You've got to have make sure you've got somewhere to park that extra tow vehicle. If it's not going to fit in your site, what type of overflow parking is going to be available that's going to be within walking distance for you between your RV and your tow vehicle? Uh, if you've got a fifth wheel or a travel trailer, are you going to have room to park your truck that you used to tow that with? Or are you going to have to find parking somewhere else and walk back and forth? Yeah, and, and talking about bigger RVs too, there, we meet a lot of folks that are called winter Texans and they, when they RV, it's generally to come down to Texas to stay the winter. So they bring it down and they, that's what they're living in for four or five months. And I can see in that scenario, if you're not moving a bunch, yeah, why not go as big as you can? Because you're you're just, you're living in the RV. They are coming down to Texas for the most part for the weather. They don't want to be up in the snow. So that RV is basically just their home away from home for the winter. And they, so they may want two or three bathrooms and they want a huge kitchen. And so it makes a a lot more sense. And they're not having to set up and take down a lot, you right. know, because they're basically leaving their home in one of the northern states, coming down, making a few stops on the way down, spending the winter in one location, right. maybe two, right. and then, uh, you know, doing it all in reverse on the way back north in the spring. And so they're not worried about how tough is it to set up, take down, connect, disconnect, all yet, of that. Yet that's another thing. Usually, uh, the smaller the RV gets, the easier it is to, to set up and stuff. I mean, obviously, like a van, a Class B, very easy. You pull in, you only have a few hookups, and a lot of times when you have a B, you're not even hooking them up. You know, you just take them in. Maybe the you might hook up the electric from time to time and uh, but so you don't have to think about that as much. So that's another factor. You know, if you're going to get a real big one, it's probably going to take longer to set up. Now, different classes of RVs obviously are easier to set up than others, which, I mean, that's a whole nother topic that we're not getting into, but you know, a big fifth wheel or big travel trailer, um, they do take longer to set up. So when you get from A to B, you know, you have to disconnect the truck away from them, and then you have to level and do all the different things 
a lot of that is manual too. So uh, that's another consideration on on that front. And now you know uh, we mentioned that folks who basically want all of the amenities and they want to stay mostly in RV resorts don't really have to worry about size. But here we are in Durango. We're in an RV park, a little family-owned place. The awesome thing is this was recommended to us by our friends Greg and Carolyn. And uh, we are looking at the train tracks here in Durango that the Durango-Silverton train runs back and forth on several times a day. It's so fun to sit here and wave at everybody and see the train. But they don't run at night. They don't run at night. That is a good thing. Uh, We're just a few minutes outside of downtown and everything that there is to do in Durango. However, even though we've seen a few bigger rigs in this park, I don't think I would consider this RV park, it's a private RV park, but I would not consider it really very big rig friendly. Yes, I'd have to agree with that because... It's a little tight in the campground, and in our spot, yeah, you could probably fit a 40-plus foot RV, but you couldn't fit the Jeep. Right. We'd have to park it somewhere else. And there's really, I I, I don't really see where there's additional overflow parking for that. No, there really isn't. Um, So, I mean, this is one of those rare RV parks, and... That's the other thing to look at. The older RV parks and stuff, the ones that have been around for a long time, sometimes aren't big. They right. they don't have big space, and the trees may be overgrown and stuff like that. So then your height comes in, which into can play. make them beautiful. Oh, it, it and can. can can provide great shade during the hotter times of the year. But, but it can be tougher if you're bigger, right? And sometimes it's not about the size of the site, but getting to the site and this is the case for you know a lot of different types of parks obviously state parks or national parks uh, sometimes Corps of Engineer parks forest service parks but also sometimes uh, it's not about even inside the park it's the roads getting to the park that's right and the other thing we I want to mention though as far as flexibility with size also, remember, the smaller you are, the easier it's going to be to stop when you're going from A to B. Let's say you want to stop in and get fuel. Well, if you're smaller, the, the you can stop in to more places. Uh, the bigger you are, the tougher it is to get through a gas station or truck stop. Uh, those are the things you have to consider. Or uh, a rest stop even a sometimes? Re- yes, rest stop. And, you know... Let's say you want to go see that biggest ball of twine. Well, if you're if if you're humongous, they may not have a parking lot for you. And even for us, there's most places we have trouble fitting in those kind of things because we're towing the Jeep and we have so, you know, we're not just 34 feet long. We're, you know, you got to add we're over 50 feet long when you consider towing the Jeep and we cannot back up. So, we can't just get into some parking lots because we got to be able to get out also. And some of these rest stops, yeah, some of them have fantastic 18-wheeler parking, RV parking, lots of spaces, big spaces, easy to get in and out. 
Others, not so much. Um, we've been in some rest stops where we've pulled in and we've basically just driven through because there was nowhere for us to park. Yep. Um, so if you want to stop a bunch, if that's part of your journey that you want to stop a bunch of times on the way, you probably want to think smaller rather than bigger. I mean, that's where these vans are tremendous, Class B RVs, uh, because they can virtually go anywhere. And uh, so, I mean, that's one of those considerations. That's where smaller, to me, is definitely better than bigger, for sure. Even smaller than us, because we are limited in that case when we're going from one campground to another campground and there's that neat thing we want to see in between it just may not work out because of our size right and so you know we said earlier we were going to circle back back to the whole weight issue Um, and weights is something that that can be a whole topic in and of itself right Uh, but the big thing here is yeah if you are heavier now, this is the heaviest RV we've ever owned. Yep. Uh, it is, uh, we can go up to 38,000 pounds. 38,500. Uh, we are not there. We, we are not maxed out on our weights, which is great. We pay a lot of attention to that for safety. Um, but the nice thing about it is when you're driving down the road in a heavier rig, we tend to get blown around a little less. You know, if a big truck passes you, it's not such a white knuckle experience as it was with some of our lighter RVs, um, the winds and things. Although we try not to travel in inclement weather, but sometimes it happens where you run into a storm. Um, but also, you know, you got to think about those bridges that you might be driving over. Uh, you know, how heavy are you, and the route that you're taking, are you going to fit if you are heavier? Yeah, because people, what they forget to consider is what they're carrying in their RV, you know. And so just because the RV it may be bigger doesn't mean it carries more. And that's a great point. Every RV, no matter what type of RV it is, has a sticker, and it shows how much it weighs dry uh, and how much it can weigh completely loaded. So what is it rated for? Um, and so we have always been amazed over the years when we'll go and we'll look, maybe we'll be at an RV show and we'll be looking at different models and different RVs and of all different types. And sometimes those stickers are incredibly surprising because some RVs of all types, again, they look like they have a lot of space for storage and carrying capacity. But then when you look at that weight sticker, you realize they really can't carry very much. Yeah, there's there's a lot of RVs out there that cost a lot of money that you really have less than a 1,000 pounds of cargo carrying capacity. Um, and so you've just really got to pay attention to that. And in many cases... That also includes the passengers. So, you know, even though you can fit those barbells and that kind of stuff that you may <laughs> want to take and work out, it may not work out as far as the weight and stuff. So you do need to be mindful of the weight because that is one of the most uh, overlooked things. Also, you're what kind of truck if you if it's a travel trailer or a fifth wheel you got to have enough truck to be able to pull it also so you always need to know the weight of that rv and 
if it's too heavy, that's the most dangerous, one of the most dangerous things you can have uh, on the road because that's, that does cause blowouts and things that, believe me, you don't want happening when you're on the road. Absolutely. So we talked at the beginning about our experience at Skidaway Island State Park. Yeah. And let's circle back now and talk about uh, how our size has impacted our stay. Uh, well, we'll start at Skidaway, but it's been several locations now. Yeah, Skidaway, um, we remember it very well because that was the park we were going to when we got hit in our brand new RV here. So <laughs> that brings back some crazy memories. But as we pull into this park, it looks like a big, beautiful park, and it is. But when we started to go back to our space, we we were our space was basically towards the back end of the, the campground and we had to go through a lot of windy roads that some weren't in that good a condition and there were trees real close and yeah, it, it was a little hairy to say the least to get through there, um, especially right after we just got sideswiped on the road. So that factored in, but. The yeah. site itself, the campsite, was plenty big. Plenty big. Could it have was, fit anybody, it no problem. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And that park now has a lot of sites at the front of it that they've just, well, not just, I guess, about the time we came in, they had just opened them up. I think there were 10 full hookup, beautiful yeah. pull-through sites that could fit anything. Right, uh, right. In the front of the park. But, yeah, so it was getting to the site in that case. Yes, for sure. Same can be said of Flaming Gorge National Recreation Area in Utah. Absolutely stunningly beautiful. But, you know, it just, getting to our site was a problem. The site itself Anybody could fit, but you had to go around a little circle to get there. And yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, but it was all good. It, <laughs> it was all good. <laughs> so, you know, the thing is, a big part of RVing is starting with figuring out what's right for you. And size has to be a lot of that conversation. Now, we choose to live in a mid-size RV. It's a small Class A diesel pusher motor home named Freedom. And if you're not familiar with our home on wheels, uh, we live, work, and travel in a 2021 Newmar New Era 3343 model. I'll put a link in the show notes to our page that has all of our posts about our New Era in case you're interested. But we chose this model specifically as a balance to maximize our options for where we can stay and what we can carry as full time RVers. Over the years um, of RVing, the size of RVs that we've had has definitely impacted how we plan our travels, where we stay, and how we enjoy the lifestyle. We get a lot of questions about the trip planning, and we'll talk more about the details on how we plan our adventures in the next episode. So make sure you come back. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for joining us, y'all. For more on what we talked about this week and to find other episodes, visit the podcast page of rvtexasyall.com. Subscribe to the RV Texas Y'all podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Texas Y'all. Until next time, safe travels. And happy camping. Bye.